astrology, we've covered Enneagram. One thing, though, that we have not yet discussed that we both are very passionate about is human design. So today's the day, and I'm really excited. Yeah, I got into human design a couple of years ago with Anna Grace, and it's basically a personality type that describes patterns in people and how people interpret the world and their emotions. I feel like out of all of the ones we've talked about, human design is definitely the most accurate and the most in-depth. So basically you find your human design type by putting in where you were born, what time you were born, and all these little things. But it's actually a really quick quiz. You know, like the Enneagram quizzes are kind of long, but this one's like max five-second effort. And it puts you in one of five energy type categories. So you've probably yeah. seen those TikToks and it's like POV, you go on a date and the first thing she asks you is what time you're born. And this is like why someone would ask you that. <laughs> yeah. It's cool to know what you're getting into. But I think that human design is cool because it kind of marries the Enneagram and astrology. Yeah, definitely. It's really, really interesting. It's kind of overwhelming when you first get into it. But just keep reading about it, keep learning about it, um, and it's it's really cool. And I think that talking to Erin, she does an amazing job of simplifying it. Yeah, definitely. And if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, I have no idea what my human design type is, okay, hit pause, go to our Instagram, go to our highlights. I'm going to put a story up um, and save it on our highlights section, and it's going to be the quiz you can take. And it's free quiz, literally takes 0.5 seconds. So go take that really quick before you listen to this episode because you definitely will want to know your yeah. human design type before listening to Aaron. Yeah. And um, just a little background here. So Aaron Claire Jones is the founder of Human Design Blueprint. And I actually heard about her because she was on one of my favorite podcasts, Almost 30. And she's also been featured in a ton of publications like Forbes, Allure, um, Vogue. So we were really lucky to get to sit down and chat with her. Yeah, Erin was so amazing. And I feel like I've always known a lot about human design. But after talking to her, I realized I actually didn't know that much at all. Yeah. And I just learned so many interesting things. So whether you're like very well versed on human design or just getting into it, or you've never heard of it until right now, I think Erin provides a little bit for everyone, no matter where you are in that human design journey. Yeah. I mean, I learned a lot too about, especially she talked about the numbers and um, yeah, I, had no I never idea really understood that. that part. I'm always just like, okay, well, I don't know what that means, but this is what I am. So it was really great to get to dive in with her. Definitely. But I feel like we both have a lot to unpack and we have a short <laughs> amount of time. So let's go ahead and jump into our highs and lows of the week. All right. Why don't you kick it off? <laughs> Guys. Guys, I'm going to keep it real. and I'm going to keep it cool. Keep it real cool. So as you know, I've recently moved to Italy and I've been here for three weeks today, actually. And to say that there have been some struggles would be an endearing term because (laughs) something I learned. So going into this move, I was like, you know what? I lived in Hawaii. Hawaii was like pretty foreign. It was really far away. It didn't always feel like I was in America. Even though I've never been to Europe before, I think this move will be like relatively smooth because our Hawaii move was just like so smooth and so great. Basically like flawless entry, little to no struggles relatively the whole time. Okay. I was really wrong. Um, it has been a huge adjustment moving here. And we are on week three, but We are definitely still getting our feet under us. And this week in particular, we have been hit with a lot of 
hardships, I would say. So I guess one of my lows would be our apartment flooding. Um, Friday night, we live in this, you know, apartment. All the buildings in Italy are like relatively old. But Friday night, we're getting ready to go out, going to meet the girls, going to go to rooftop bar. And I'm cooking chicken and Perry comes out and she's like, what's all that water from? And I look on the floor and water is shooting out of our little like laundry room area. And we open the door to see the great flood occurring. We basically had a pipe that was really old and like rusted that had like bust through. So we spent like 30 minutes just going back and forth with like buckets, um, collecting the water. I didn't know what to do. I called the police. I called our apartment emergency line. I called people from the street to come in to help. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically it went on for like 40 minutes until the owners of the bed and breakfast that are a floor above us in this building rescued us literally from despair and figured out how to turn the water off, um, helped us like kind of get control of the situation. So that was crazy. Um, And yeah, it's just, you know, the adjustment process has been a lot more difficult than I anticipated, but you'd have to take it for what it is. And, you know, luckily today, so we didn't have water from Friday to Monday night, but the plumber came tonight. He got our water back on. He fixed the pipe. So yeah, it's just, just taking it one day at a time. But I would say the adjustment process is a lot longer and more difficult than it was when we lived in Hawaii. Yeah, but I'm actually bigger, having a lot of bigger adjustment. Yeah, way bigger. And I'm actually having a lot of peace in it because I've reached out to girls who I know who've lived um, in Europe for like an extended period of time. And like, I would say that like, a common agreement across the board. It's like, it takes a while to adjust. So, you know, I'm just kind of in that period of adjustment right now that like you wish would go by really fast, but I think we'll look on it. We'll look back on it one day and be like, haha, remember when the apartment flooded? Haha. Yeah. Definitely not so. funny when you're in, in the moment. Like I told you today, like, I think you just have to continue to like give yourself grace. This isn't easy. Like no one ever said it was. You've never even been to Europe. This is your first yeah. time here and it's a huge culture shock on top of it all. Definitely. And like, I think that like, or this is obviously like a limiting belief, but you think that like, if you're struggling, you're failing, you know, it's like, okay, I'm having these struggles. So I'm like failing at what I'm supposed to be doing, which is like assimilating to life in Europe. But like struggles doesn't equate failing. You know, it just, if you're struggling, you're growing. Yeah. And that you're a human being. And, you know, I, I, that's why I really try to like, keep it as transparent as possible on social media. It's like, you know, I don't want people to think that it's, we moved here and it's just been like fun boats and beautiful things. It's been like a lot of good stuff, but also a lot of struggle. Um, and yeah, so I'm just taking it as it comes and just giving myself grace, like you said, and putting one foot in front of the other every day. But I do know that I'm here for like a reason and, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think you're, you know, you're doing the best you can and it's going to get better. Every day is going to get easier. And I think it's hard for you to adjust to when you're like constantly running and going and you've been doing that. Yeah, definitely. We had a lot of travel like right off the bat when we moved here. So yeah, it's just like a culmination of things. So I'm definitely learning a lot about myself. I'm learning a lot about, you know, these like life lessons, patience, like this, that, and the other. And 
Yeah. I mean, there, and there's so many things like in that low that, that are a high, like if we wouldn't have been home when that happened, literally our entire apartment would have flooded. Wow. Like, thank God we were all home totally. and, you know, we had help and yeah. So like there's always good in the bad, but I don't know. It's just like, I found myself having a hard time, like at the end of last week, getting out of the bad, like mindset. Yeah. Like I was just really feeling really negative and was kind of like lost in that negativity. I couldn't like pull myself out of it um did you ever look and see if there's anything going on like astrology wise let me check it out honestly because I felt the same I have been on the verge of tears every day for the past two weeks yeah same and like I like completely lost it in the laundromat and also our washing machine is broken too so to the laundromat and I completely lost my mind and these like two poor guys were like in there like just terrified out of their mind and I was like (laughs) and it was just like the craziest thing but I do I do feel like as this new week has began my emotions have started like settle out a little bit let's see what's going on this week in astrology anything that says like emotional roller coaster (laughs) trauma crying (laughs) let's see hmm okay so is there a retrograde happening? Like, what's going on? I'm, I'm literally saying nothing about great, great. Any, anything that would – I don't even know that I'm doing very minimal research. But, yeah, so that was obviously a low for sure. But I would say my high of the week is just, like, starting to see the bright side in things, even when things aren't going – exactly as I'd like them to or like we're struggling but like finding like the joy in that in that process and journey you know because I feel like I will look back on this one day and be like wow I literally learned so much and you know it's it's tough when you're like in a foreign country and you don't have like a ton of people around you to like support you or help you so it's kind of like you're on your own a little bit but I really do think it's providing a lot of character building so totally totally what about you? Uh, yeah, I've, I don't know. I feel like I've just been like super frustrated. I don't know. I feel like I've been working towards a lot of things and I'm not really seeing any of it pay off right now. Yeah, and that can be frustrating. I don't know. I'm just kind of getting a little disheartened and I don't know. I feel like very like, weary. Like I'm just tired, like in a way that I can't go to sleep and feel better. Yeah, no, that's totally a mood. Everything just feels really heavy. And anyway, mom was in town and I ended up like having a mental breakdown this morning before she left and she was like, what's wrong? And I just kind of like all came out and I'm like trying to kind of let emotions like move through me instead of like holding them in because I can do that and just be like, I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. And it's like not. So I feel like that's why I've been crying a lot more recently. Um, Yeah, that's how I felt the laundry mat. I was like, I need to let my emotions go. And then it was just like scary. (laughs) You got to let them out, but you never know what's going to come out. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess some little lows. I got a lip flip. I hate how it looks. (laughs) Would not recommend getting one to anyone. What? I I, like – I've always loved. Yeah, you've my lip really, flip. you've really done a good job with lip flips, but on me, yeah. I'm like, how quickly will this go away? Honestly, pretty fast. It's it, like they, stretching. It just stretches my top lip like straight across my 
mouth. I don't yeah, know. I if, hate it. if no one's heard of this before, a lip flip is basically where they put Botox in your top lip and it like drops your lip muscles down and it it's supposed to create a fuller looking top lip. And I've always loved it because I've never felt like I needed filler, but I always liked a little extra like volume. But I do agree. I don't think it looks good on everybody, but I don't think it looks bad on you. Oh, thank you. But also like you can go to different people and it'll look different, like different doctors. Um, Like I went to one doctor in Oxford and I really liked it. And then one time I got one in Memphis and it looked kind of weird. So it's like how they do it as well. Yeah, I don't love it. Um, But then anyway, this morning I woke up after, you know, (laughs) crying. Um, I realized that I threw away my new Chanel makeup instead of my old Chanel makeup. And mom was being helpful and took the trash out. And it's gone. So that was a big bummer. And then I decided to make myself some tea to feel better and promptly burnt the shit out of my tongue. (laughs) So that was another bummer. (laughs) And then I had a hair appointment. And I've been talking about cutting my hair short, like doing this cute long bob or whatever. And then I got there and this is a sign of a really good hair person. Sarah, the girl I go to, she was like, we're not doing it today. I'm so glad she said that because I don't think I'm in any state to make that kind of choice. Oh my god, she like literally said you're too emotional and chaotic. I'm not going to cut your hair today. She's like, let's just wait. That's so nice. I I've like walked into the studio before and been like, I think I want to go darker. And they're like, all right, how about in four weeks we'll go darker? Like not today. And I'm like, okay. And then it's like mid-January and I'm like, thank God I didn't go darker. I know. No, I think I would have hated it regardless because like my eyes were all swollen and puffy from crying. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to if you're gonna go for a drastic hair change, you need to go on like 100% mental stability. Yeah. I'm going to wait until like my lip look- lip fades nice. out. I really hate how it makes my face look. <laughs> <laughs> I really dodged a bullet. <laughs> I look at it and I laugh. It's so bad. Oh my god. Imagine if you like hated your lip lip <laughs> and your bob and you like just cry. I'm like, oh my god. I can't even look at myself. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like you know even in the midst of like just you know that's how I felt this week as well like it's almost like it's like you turn around you're like okay woo glad that passed and it's like boom another thing and you're like oh my god like I didn't have time to settle from that last blow and now we have this like next huge thing but also like it really helps you can find the humor in it you know yeah yeah. Sometimes everything is so like just effed. You have to just laugh and <laughs> like so true. get to the next day. It'd be grateful I'm not walking around with a bomb that I fucking I know. Shout out to Sarah for that one. Um, no, but also like I've realized too that whenever you're having a meltdown or like you know things aren't going well, it's not helpful to be like, well, it could be worse. It could be oh, I couldn't be God. dealing with this. I'm like that is the worst thing that you can think or say. Like you need to give yourself permission to feel what you're feeling without yeah. you know comparing it to anything. Yeah, that's it's really tough when it's people like do letting that. And I think sit in it and be like, "This fucking sucks." 
it's almost like I feel like people don't know what to say. So they're like, oh, like you could be dying. And it's like, I could be dying. <laughs> I feel like my inner dialogue will all often go to like, okay, well, like you could be dealing with this or that. And it's like, shut up and just let me sit here and feel this for a second, you know? Yeah, definitely. And so like, that's something I've learned in yeah. the midst of this crazy past two week emotional journey I've been on. Yeah. When people t- like when people vent to me now that I've kind of come to that realization myself, I'll just say, yeah, super valid. Like that yeah. does suck. Cause it's like, no one wants to hear about your experience. Honestly, no one cares <laughs> when they're having a meltdown. No one cares about when your washing machine broke. Yeah, they I just want to talk about when theirs broke. And it's like, yeah. I don't care about your washing machine. If I did, I would be talking about yours, but I'm talking about mine. Like, how can you just like sh- listen and not interject your own shit onto someone, you know? Yeah. Well, did you have a high particularly? Um, yeah. I would say in a way, like your your haircut dodging that was a high. Yeah, that was a high. Um, yeah, so I guess I guess one of my highs is happening right now. Um, my friend Jacqueline, who um, lives in Dallas, she was flying home from Chicago this or today, this afternoon, and her flight got rerouted. And so she has um, a like six hour layover here in Nashville. So she's currently resting on my couch right now. So I get to hang out with her and it was a complete surprise. So I'm very excited about that. Also, I see you're wearing the dress I thrifted in Hawaii. I know. I've gotten so many compliments on it. Such a cute dress. I found the cutest dress, y'all. And it was like a little bit too short for me, but I was like, this is too good of a thrift gym to pass up. So I gave it to Allie. Yeah. Um, so Lane came home yesterday from the gym and decided we were going to do some witchcraft. So because we really needed to get past our like negative vibes and energy, because I really thought I was going to go burn down our landlord's office. Have you staged the apartment? Twice. Okay, good. We've staged it twice and ourselves, but we wrote down on notebook paper. We wrote down like all of our limiting beliefs that we want to get rid of or like negative thoughts or ideas. Wrote it down on a piece of notebook paper and then we scratched it out really hard. And then we folded it up and we wrote things I want to let go. And then we all went outside and burned them. Oh, wow. That's a good, so, yeah, that's a good practice. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. The last time I did it, I'm still a little bit scarred. I almost burned my house down. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we were, did it outside in like a very controlled setting. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we did. But now that we've aired our grievances, let's talk about things we're excited about because yeah. I feel like we both have good things coming up. What's yours? I would say I'm excited because on Wednesday, so the day after this comes out, I'm going back to Greece um, to be with, it's going to be myself and six of, it's going to be seven girls. So me, Perry and Blaine, and then five of our Hawaii girlfriends. So seven total in Greece all together. And I'm really excited because I like miss them so much. And I feel like kind of a bigger part of our struggle out here has been like, you know, we don't really have a lot of people out here. Um, And then we came from Hawaii where we had like such a big group, you know? So I'm just so excited to be with them. They always make me so happy. And I feel like my vibe is so high with them. So that's something I'm really excited about. Yeah. That's going to be so fun. And then after, I think you need to stay in Florence and settle. Yeah, then we're going to be settling. Um, I'm going to Michigan this weekend. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. It'll be a new place I haven't been before. And 
it'll be nice and cool on like Nashville. Um, so it'll be good. It'll be good yeah. to have a change of scenery, I think, for my mental health. Yeah, it's hot here too. Today the um temperature like mid evening was a hundred and three. Yeah, I think there's like a heat wave happening in Europe right now. Actually, I know yeah. there is. Yeah. So lots of things to look forward to, you know. <laughs> the struggle is real, but lots of things to look forward to. Maybe maybe next week will be I don't know, <laughs> a higher I note. wouldn't even <laughs> say. I haven't I've stopped saying that because I was like, you know what, guys? It's gonna. It couldn't get worse. It's gonna have to get better. And then it was like getting worse. So what I've said is like it's just gonna be. It will be what it is. And like last week, I told my therapist like, yeah, you know, I hope by this time next week, I'm like really settled and we're having like a really good combo. And today, this afternoon, I met with her on Zoom and I was like. My house flooded and this and that happened and then this happened. Like you guys know it's bad, but I can't even disclose other parts of the lows on the podcast. And she was like, Oh my gosh. And I was like, Yeah. So yeah, a lot. Whatever it is, it will be. And I think, you know, you just have to let people, you know, air it out. Like I said, you can't you never know unless you're in that situation. Yeah. Maybe we should end it by saying something that we're grateful for also. Okay. I like that. Let's do it. I'm really grateful because although we don't have a huge friend group here, we had like two friends, Riley and Caitlin, who I actually met from TikTok and they're like such good friends to us. And it's been really nice to have them because they've lived in Italy for a while and they're really like well-versed and they're you know, they're, they also struggle and it's like relieving to see people who've like been here for a while, who are still kind of facing like, you know, their Wi-Fi broke and all these things. And it's like, it makes you feel not alone. And just, it's nice to have kind of like a little squad. So I'm really grateful for them. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful that Sarah did not let me cut my hair today. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But no, I'm also grateful, I think for self-care. I think, you know, I'm grateful for bubble baths and just like those small things like tea when it's not burning my tongue off and ways to relax going on walks. You know, I'm really thankful for those moments where I can, you know, show myself a little bit of love. So, yeah, I'm grateful because I'm going to get to shower in this apartment for the first time (laughs) since Friday. So, yeah. Well, we're ending it on a grateful and thankful note. And, you know, another thing I'm grateful for is that Erin took the time to chat with us. I really enjoyed this conversation with her, and I think she shared so much knowledge, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. So, without further ado, let's welcome Erin Claire Jones to Go Call Your Sister. Um, okay, well, I guess let's just jump right in. So, we're both so excited um, to have you here with us today. So could we start by you telling us a little bit about your journey and how you got into human design? Of course. So I discovered human design very serendipitously. Um, I was at a gathering in New York City in 2015 and basically had a stranger sit next to me and asked to read my human design chart. Um, And I'd never heard of the system before, but I was like, okay, sure. Tell me everything. Um, And he did a little mini reading for me on the spot and I had never felt so seen um, and never had somebody like articulate so just accurately, like my internal way of doing things. And he actually ended that conversation by saying, I think you should do human design. I think we should do this together. And so 
it was just like a very serendipitous moment. And I think when I started to really explore the system, I was just blown away by how transformative it could be. I think the magic of human design is that it gives us all this juicy self-knowledge and then it gives us all these tools to actually apply that knowledge in our lives. Um, And so that was really where it all started. We've talked about human design on the podcast before, um, but can you just give us a quick rundown of each energy type? Of course. So in human design, there are five different energy types, manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. Um, and if anyone is new to this, you can look yours up at humandesignblueprint.com. Um, and so our energy type is a really impactful part of our design, but it's also just the first piece. Um, and so generators, so let me see. I think that Sarah, you're a generator. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So generators are really here to kind of be very masterful creators and doers, and they have so much energy to make things happen when they're actually lit up and excited by what they're doing. You know, so I would say a big lesson for generators is really prioritizing their satisfaction and using up their energy in ways that feel deeply satisfying each day, you know, mm-hmm. and, and knowing that you're here to have strong boundaries to so like not say yes to everything. Um, and yeah. to kind of really trust your gut to know what you're available for. Um, and I would say an ideal day for you is probably one where you kind of wake up energized and excited. You use up your energy throughout the day in ways that really light you up and you kind of drop into bed, like exhausted and fulfilled. Um, Definitely. And, and your strategy is about like letting things come to you and letting things show up in your world and kind of spark a gut response before you go after them. Does that feel clear to you as a generator? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm always shocked by how specific, especially human design is. So I definitely agree. It's crazy, right? boundaries for for you especially I have a a hard time with the boundaries and because I'm also a people pleaser and I want to give everyone my energy but I like have that's been my biggest goal of this year of my life is having to establish those so yes I also feel like for you too like if you don't want to do something you are not doing it like you have to be so excited Mm. about something I'm the same way Yeah, definitely. Totally. And it's just noticing that impact of like when I'm actually excited, it's like so easy and wonderful for me to make this thing happen. Whereas when I'm not, it's like impossible. And mm-hmm. so it's just like, it's not saying yes to the things that are a no, because like then you just don't even get yourself in that position. Absolutely. So, and then for you, Allie, you're a manifesting generator. So there's a lot of similarity between those two types. Um, I would say some distinctions for a manifesting generator is that you're meant to be quite multi-passionate by nature. You might love having your energy in multiple things at once. You might get a little bit bored if every day looks the same. So it's important to kind of give yourself permission to like pivot and shift and evolve. Um, I would say another big lesson for manifesting generators is that you're really good at making things happen quickly, but not necessarily gifted at like handling every single step along the way. So it's really good to kind of have people around you that can help you in the step-by-step process in a way that kind of really frees you to just move fast and be in your own creative flow. And you, you know, like Sarah, are really meant to kind of let things come to you and wait for things to spark your gut before you go after them. Mm -hmm. Does that clear for you? Oh, yeah, totally. Especially about the multi-passionate aspect of that. I feel like I have to have a million things going on at once. Mm-hmm. If not, I'm so bored and I just, I am not okay. Totally. Yeah. Yes. It's almost to the point where we have to tell her like, you know, you have so much <laughs> on your plate. Like she's like, no, I think I can add 20 more things. And we have to say like, no, you can't. 
I know. I texted Bird. Um, I call Sarah Caroline Bird, but I texted her the other day and I was like, should I do a meditation course? I'm feeling really overwhelmed, but I kind of, I think I can do it. <laughs> no, she said, she, she said, should I become certified in me- in meditation? She goes, I don't think I have time for it, but it's only 30 hours. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I would say for you, it's like, if you're getting like a really strong gut response and you're like, I'm on fire about this, I want to do this. Like I would absolutely trust that. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that there can be a tendency to want to do everything. Um, but you like, people might not get it. You know what I mean? People might be like, oh, you're scattered. You're doing too much. But like, if you genuinely feel available for all those things, I would honor that because like you are very much here to be like a multi-hyphenate, multi-faceted, multi-passionate kind of person. And like, mm-hmm. and, and I would not expect others to get it. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like so often people are like, you're taking on too much, but I have the capacity for it for, for the most part. Yeah. And you're like, I want to. Exactly. Um, some of the the other three types, there are projectors. And these people are really here to be leaders, guides, advisors, teachers, not here to do all the doing. So, so much of being a projector is like honoring the natural ebbs and flows of your energy um, and taking kind of rest and space and time when you need. Um, projectors are really here to learn that like, again, their gift is like how much, how powerfully they see things and not how much they can do. They're often innately sensitive to and wise about people. They tend to love systems like human design that kind of deepen their understanding of people. Um, And they are really here to be invited into things. So it's really good for projectors to kind of wait for the right invitation and the right recognition before they say yes to something. Mm -hmm. And then we've got manifestors who are really here to kind of be disruptors, innovators, initiators, really good at kind of getting things started and getting the ball rolling. Um, Mm -hmm. And they tend to thrive when they feel a lot of freedom and autonomy and control. They're not here to be told what to do or manage or guided in any way. Um, And their energy can also operate in creative bursts where they can like make a lot happen very quickly and then need to kind of pull back and take rest. And they're Mm -hmm. really here to kind of initiate things and just keep people in the loop of kind of what they're creating. And then the final type is a reflector. And these people are our collective mirrors, people that are like super sensitive to their physical space and kind of always taking in and magnifying the energy that they're around. And so you get a really good sense of the quality of a team or community based on how that reflector is showing up. Um, Mm. And they're going to have days where they feel like generators, like manifesting generators, like projectors, and their job is to just honor where they are and what feels authentic to them that day. And the last piece that I would share about reflectors is just that they are really sensitive to their physical space. I'm sorry, that they um, are, we call, sorry, we call them evaluators in the context of business. And so it's really important for them to kind of be in spaces where it feels like their perspective is really recognized and invited in because they've got such a gift for kind of seeing and sensing things that most people miss. Which one are you? Yeah, a projector. Yeah. Projector. Yeah. Aren't there, um, like, there's more mostly generators in the world? And then what is it, like, reflectors are the least common? Manifesting generators and generators are kind of in combination make up about 70% of the population. Projectors, 20%. Manifestors, 8 to 9 And reflectors, 1%. Um, one thing I would just say is that, like, our type is so powerful, but it's also just the first piece. Like, there's so much more nuance underneath our design that kind of really reflects um, the different pieces. So even if, like, you are a generator like somebody else or a manifesting generator like someone else, it doesn't mean y'all are the same. You know, there's – there's you guys both might have really powerful energy to use that, but there's going to be so much more nuance underneath it. Going off of that, can you explain what the numbers mean? I've never really understood that. And I um, t- did a chart last night just to see what mine were. And I was a 2-4. 
I just have never known what that meant. Yeah. So in human design, there are 12 different profiles, which is what the number piece is, or there's lots of numbers in that specific number piece. Um, And those profiles are made up of six different numbers. What I mean by that is like, there's a meaning of one through six, and then there are lots of different combinations. So I'll kind of just briefly go through the one through six to give people a taste. And so that would mean that like, if you have a two in your profile, like you could be a two, four, you could be a six, two, you could be a two, five, the two is going to be relevant to you. Whereas if you're like have a one in your profile, you could be a one, three, a four, one. So just kind of pay attention to the two numbers that are in your profile. So let me see. So Allie, you're two, four, and then Sarah, you are six, two. Cool. So if you have a one in your profile, these people are meant to be very natural investigators. They're really here to kind of like dive deeply into things and really investigate things and really understand things on a very foundational level. So it's really important for them to kind of carve out time to like be curious and learn and explore and go deep. Um, If you have a two in your profile, which you guys both do, um, it means that like there's a bit of a natural hermity energy to your design. And this does not mean that y'all are meant to hermit all the time. (laughs) Um, But I would just say for both of you, time and space alone to be in your own flow is so, so important. Um, And I would also say that like with the two, you guys both just bring this like natural genius, whatever it is that you do. Like you guys really just like are meant to lean into the things in your life that feel easy and natural to you and not the ones that feel super hard or super challenging. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's nice to share, you know, it creates such a like sense of resonance to share that with somebody. Um, the three in your profile is so much around, or not in your profile, but if somebody has it, it's really around kind of experimenting and bumping into things and making mistakes and kind of learning through trial and error. Um, and these people are really here to just like try things, discover what works, what doesn't fail, make mistakes, whatever it is, like learn and keep growing. So I always encourage these people to kind of give themselves permission to learn through trial and error and not, um, make themselves wrong or just seek perfection all the time. If somebody has a four, so this will be true for you, Allie, um, this is so much around your need for community. You know, like there's such a need to like have strong relationships and your relationships are meant to really create opportunity for you. And I think it's probably much healthier and more natural for you to kind of work with friends and people that you know and not with strangers. Um, And so like I would really nourish your network. It doesn't have to be a huge one, but just know that your community creates opportunity. And so Ali, you've got kind of this interesting balance of like really needing time alone in your hermit dumb, but you also really need people. And so like for you, it's kind of knowing when to pull away and when to be around others and know that they're both really essential. Have you experienced that kind of pull and balance? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I recharge by being alone, but then if I'm alone too long, I start to get sad and I crave people and not a ton of people, but I definitely have a close circle. I kind of keep it tight. Yes. Um, and then if you have five in your profile, for anyone listening, these people are very kind of natural problem solvers, fixers, really good at seeing things in new ways. Um, but a big lesson for them is that people can project a lot of things onto them and their job is to just really stay connected to what feels like them and not say yes to projections that really aren't aligned. And then for you, Sarah, you have a six and the six is around being a very natural role model and teacher. You know, you're somebody who's really here to see things from a new perspective, have a higher view of things, but you're meant to live your life in three phases. So 
the first 30 years of your life is basically meant to be a time of tremendous trial and error. So I would say for where you are right now, Sarah, like it's not really time to figure it all out. You know, like you're really, you're you're just here to experience things and like walk away when they don't feel good and just gather, you know, and like, and then 30 to 50 is really a time to kind of like embody that wisdom in deeper and deeper ways and really kind of invest your energy when it works. And you are meant to hit your prime when you turn 50, which in no way means there's anything to wait for. It just means it's meant to keep getting better and better and better. And you're meant to be such a kind of embodied example of authenticity. Um, but I would say most importantly with where you are right now, I would just like give yourself permission to just like experiment and play and just like gather experiences and not put pressure on yourself to kind of like commit to things in a super long-term way or figure your life out. Well, that's really perfect for what I'm doing right now because I just moved to like a very foreign country and I'm figuring it all out. But that's actually really interesting that you say that about teacher because every time I've done like a reading or a Reiki or medium, they always tell me you're here to teach, you're here to lead, you're here to like guide others. And it's that's a consistent theme with every single Thing I've done like that. So that's really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's like, it is, you've got such a gift and you've got such a gift for like pulling back from it all and just having a really powerful perspective, you know? So giving yourself that space too, but there's such magic in each phase. So just a reminder again, nothing to wait for. It's just like each phase has like such a distinct journey and powerful learning wow. within it. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that gives me a lot of hope for the future. Yeah. Um, I nice look forward to it. Yeah, definitely. I wonder if mom's a five. I feel like she would be just from hearing. I'm, I want to know moms now because yeah. that kind of reminded me of her. But I'm so glad you explained that. I, I definitely yeah, I did not, I not. I was not familiar with that either. Um, but going to the next question, because I was excited about this one. What is your not self theme and how can you get back to your true self? Because I feel like that's something we all kind of struggle with. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so basically every type in human design will have a signal that reveals when they're on track and a signal that reveals when they like are maybe a little bit out of alignment. And so to be on track for a generator or manifesting generator is to feel a sense of satisfaction. So for both of you, like if you're like, I'm feeling so satisfied by the podcast or by my work or by a relationship, like it's just a good reminder, like you're right on track, keep going. A sense of off track or not self, which will inevitably show up in some form is a sense of frustration. And that can be kind of like resentment, dissatisfaction, like being like, I'm pushing after things and nothing's happening. I'm not enjoying the work that I'm doing. So like, I would say for both of you, if like there is a consistent sense of frustration that's really showing up, I would treat it as an opportunity to kind of like pull back um, and just like ask yourself, like, is this thing still really the right use of my energy? Um, So like, it's basically an indicator, like something needs to shift or just kind of like a course correct is needed Um, for projectors. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm like, that's amazing that you said that because last week's episode, or maybe it was just a phone call, but Bird and I were talking about how I've been feeling so frustrated lately. And like, I don't cry when I'm sad, but I really cry when I'm frustrated. And so last mm. week I was just like randomly crying. And I've been thinking through a lot of things kind of in my life right now that I want to change and, you know, um, setting goals for having things kind of hopefully figured out by a certain time. Um, so that's really interesting that you said that. Totally, you know, and so it's just like, it's a good reminder, like it will show up. So I would not make yourself wrong for that. I would just be like, okay, like I'm getting really frustrated. Like what's going on right now? Like, am I trusting my gut? Do I feel satisfied by what I'm working on? Like what is like, what is the source of that frustration? And often it means it's time for you to kind of step back from that thing and kind of wait for Mm -hmm. your gut to pull you back in a new way. Um, 
for projectors to be off track or not in their not self is to be bitter, which is often rooted in like a lack of recognition or appreciation and a sense of being on track as success, often feeling like so recognized and appreciated for their gifts and who they are. Um, manifestors to be off track is to feel angry. It's often kind of a disempowered feeling where they don't kind of feel free to be like autonomous and in control in the way that they desire um, and to be on track as a sense of peace. They're kind of able to do what they want when they want. Um, for reflectors to be off track is disappointment. It often shows up when they're in the wrong spaces with the wrong people or kind of trying to be a thing that they're not. And to be on track is surprise where they're kind of like surrendered to the magical flow of life and kind of just curious to see what happens. I love that. Such a useful thing to know too. It's like it can help guide yeah. you in all aspects of your life. Totally. And it's so simple, but like, but it's really like, it's such a good like thing to be aware of because when that like not self or lack of alignment shows up, it's just like, oh, like I see what's happening. This is a great opportunity for me to like step back and really reflect on how I'm investing my energy. Yeah, course correct, kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, last week we had an interview about relationships. So I would love to get your perspective on the best type of partner for each energy type, like maybe some green flags that each can look out for. Yeah. I think my experience with human design is like, and I don't think every human design person would agree with me, is that I don't think human design is meant to tell us who we can be with. I think it lets us know like how we can be with them best. And so like I would, there's a piece in our design that speaks to how we best make decisions, whether it's our gut or voice or whatever. So like I would really trust your decision-making to kind of draw you into the right like relationships and people. And then once you feel like a relationship is right, then I would kind of dig into their design and be like, okay, now how can we like understand all of our differences and how to best support each other? You know, like I've seen, I've seen relationships of like all combinations of types really thrive. Um, But I think most important is that like, they don't try to be the same and they don't want Mm -hmm. their partner to be different than what they are. I think there can be something really nice around being with people that are share similar characteristics because it creates like a sense of resonance and understanding. Like the fact that you guys both have this like hermity energy, you know, like it can be nice. Like, Oh, we both have that. And like, we like really can like support each other in that. And that said, we're also really attracted to difference, you know? And so it can be really exciting to kind of be with people that are so different than us, but it does require that we like don't expect them to be the same. So, mm-hmm. you know, there are, there might be some relationships 100% that require more work than others, but I think we should like really trust ourselves to know which ones are right and then use human design to know, as a tool to kind of know how to best show up in those relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. It's kind of similar to when we did the Enneagram episode and we had, and that was kind of what we talked about as well. It's not really to match you up. It's like, totally. okay, I'm, it's not like horoscope yeah. science, but it's like, how can I better understand? And that kind of goes into the next question, which is about friendships and how to be a good friendship to each type. Is that a little bit easier to distinguish in relationships? Yeah, I think I think it's definitely easy to talk about how to best support each type. You know what I mean? Regardless of what your type is. So like I would say like you can be a good friend to generators by prioritizing their excitement, you know, and creating mm-hmm. opportunities for them to do what they love and to really um, honor their boundaries. Like when they're not a full body, yes, not try to convince them out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also support them by taking things off their plate they're not excited by. Um, and also by just like really asking questions and like really creating space for them to kind of talk about their passions and the things they're curious about and the things they're excited about. Um, and I would say similar for manifesting generators. A few additional ones is definitely don't try to keep up with your manifesting generator friends. Like 
enjoy their power and speed without trying to be in competition with it. Um, I would also not ever put your manifesting generator friends in a box, like, and like try to make sense of them and be like, but what is the one thing you do? Because like, it's probably not just one thing. Mm -hmm. So again, like it's really kind of giving them space to be all the things that they want. I would also not make them wrong for pivoting or shifting direction or changing. It's so, so natural for them to do that. Um, for the projectors in your life, you know, words of affirmation are great for them. Like really recognizing them, letting them know what you see in them, like really honoring their need for rest and space and time alone, um, honoring the natural ebbs and flows of their energy, not expecting them to kind of keep up, really inviting in their perspective. Um, you can support your manifester friends by not trying to control them not getting in their way, not getting in their flow, um, letting them like take the lead, you know, letting them kind of like initiate whatever they want. And then you can like take charge when they really desire you to do that. Um, and building a really kind of strong channel of communication with them. And then mm -hmm. you can support your reflector friends by really honoring how sensitive they are to their space. Um, not expecting consistency or for them to show up in the same way every day, um, meeting them where they are. And also reflectors are really sensitive to where you are. So it's really good to kind of take good care of your energy because they're going to kind of reflect back and magnify where you are. Wow. That's so interesting. I feel like human design has become such a big topic on TikTok, especially. I've been seeing it everywhere. And I think people who are younger are now starting to see that it is such a good way to base your life around. And I see a lot on there about eating habits based on your design type and people sharing about how their like energy levels and just overall well-being has improved. Is that true? So there is a piece of our design that speaks to how we best digest food, but it's not based on our type. It's a deeper okay. layer. And so like human design doesn't tell us like you can eat this food. It's more like these are the conditions under which you eat best. And mm -hmm. for some people it might be around like first you, Sarah, for example, like it's about like eating in really calm spaces. Like if you're in like mm -hmm. a really bustling, buzzy restaurant, like it might sometimes be a little bit more challenging. Whereas like when you're really in a calm environment and there's like a lot of intention around it, it might be a little bit easier for you to consume. You know, like okay. food has to like mm -hmm. smell good, you know, or some people might like cold food or hot food or mm -hmm. um, they might be sensitive to like, you know, for you, Allie, it's about actually as weird as this sounds, like the acoustics of a space. Like if you're eating in a space and you're like, I don't like the music, I don't like the conversation, I don't like their <laughs> voice. Like it just has an impact as weird as that sounds. So it really kind of like helps us know like what are the conditions under which we really kind of digest food and take in information best. Mm-hmm. Bird, you know, maybe that's okay, why I'm yeah. so sensitive to mom's dining room chairs. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that does make sense. And I could definitely see that for myself too. Because when I feel chaotic, it's hard for me to kind of do totally. anything. And I'm very about the aesthetic of where I eat as well. Yeah. So I don't even look at the menu. I just look at the pictures of what it looks like. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And also, again, like you're somebody who as a generator is really here to respond to things. So it's really good to kind of look at pictures and give yourself like a thing to respond to. And you're like, Oh, that looks good. I'm going to do that. You know, mm -hmm. so it's good to kind of put those things in front of you. Mm -hmm, definitely. Such a good point. Okay. So could you share some words of wisdom for each type that, you know, is something quick that they just might need to hear today? Yeah, of course. So um, I think for generators, I would just remind them that like, the more lit up and excited you are by how you're using your energy, the more everyone around you benefits. Like, I think it's really easy to be like, oh, I'm like being selfish, you know, by saying no to this thing or yes to this thing. But like, 
it's really such a, a thing to internalize that like the more lit up you are, the more everyone benefits and the more a positive impact you have. So I would really just like mm-hmm. do your very best to treat your excitement as a priority. Um, mm-hmm. I think for manifesting generators, I would just like remind yourself, remind you that like pivoting or shifting or quitting or walking away is like not a bad thing. Like you're mm-hmm. really kind of meant to try things out and let go of things, you know? And so really kind of giving yourself permission to be in that process, you know, rather than kind of trying to stick with something for too long. Um, for the projectors, I would just like really try on this idea that your gift is not in how hard you work or how much you do, but it's really kind of in your perspective and how you see. And my guess is the more well-rested you are, the more connected you'll be to your gifts. And so really kind of like allowing and rest and not seeing that as lazy. Um, for manifestors, I would just say that like, you're here to do things differently and be bold and different. And, um, I would know that like in doing things differently, like not everyone's going to get it, but they're not meant to like you see things before others do. So I would just kind of notice where you're holding back from your power versus where you're really giving yourself permission to kind of step into your authenticity, your boldness, your courage. Um, and then for reflectors, I would just say, I would never kind of underestimate how impactful a space can be on you. And so I would just really reflect on like which spaces feel the best to you, whether it's a home city cafe and like spend time in spaces that feel good because it often will give you so much more energy and really align you with the right flow. Mm -hmm. Another thing that you share on your Instagram that I think is really cool. um, You share celebrities that are each type and then a quote that they've said that's something, you know, very related to their human design. Could you quickly just give an example of a celebrity for each type? Of course. So generator, um, Oprah is a great example of a generator. Um, Beyonce too. Um, manifesting generators, um, Britney Spears, Jessica Alba, Liz- Jessica Alba, Lizzo, projectors, um, Obama, Princess Diana, Taylor Swift, manifestors, um, Maya Angelou, Gloria Steinem, um, Adele. There are few reflectors. I wish I knew more. Sandra Bullock is definitely a reflector. Um, there's a woman named Ama who's like the hugging saint where she basically like goes around and gives hugs. Um, wow. She's amazing. And she's a reflector as well. I definitely see Jessica Alba being a manifesting generator just because she's successful in so many things. So and many has things, done right? Yeah. So much throughout her career. So funny that you said Oprah and Beyonce. Cause I feel like those are always my two answers for like every question when we're like, okay, who, like we had a question the other day and it was like, who would you let like lead your soul cycle class? And I was like, probably Oprah or maybe Beyonce. Oh man. It's so good. Yeah. But there are people, those are really good examples of people that like, and you know, obviously they do multiple things, but like, they're just so masterful at their craft. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they've just been so committed, so steadfast. And like, it just generators really do have that capacity for like the steadfast mastery and commitment. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about the human design blueprint. So if people want to go deeper on this, how can they do that with you? Yeah. So um, one of our core offerings is something called the Blueprint, which is basically a 55 plus page guide all about your unique human design. It's meant to be like an operating manual, like all about you that you can like keep returning to. Um, and it goes through all the key pieces of your design. So what we talked about today and so much more. And my intention with the Blueprint is really to kind of share about your human design in a really kind of empowering, actionable, and grounded way. And so the link for that is humandesignblueprint.com. I'm happy to offer a discount code to your audience if you would like. 
That'd be amazing. Do you guys have a word that you like to use? Sisters, maybe? That would be amazing. Sisters, yeah. So the discount code will be sisters. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, if you're curious about human design, like that's really a beautiful place to start because it will give you so many actionable tools that kind of play with and experiment with your design in your own life. Oh my gosh, I'm going to do it right away. Yay! I'm so excited. So now I feel like I, human design was always something I just had heard of and have, yeah. have been seeing more often, but I just have never really done the dive in. So yeah. I'm really excited. Oh, I'm so really excited. Um, something we also like to end each episode with is, is there a mantra or affirmation that you're currently living by right now in your life? Hmm. I think that like, I feel like a big life theme for me right now is just like being in trust and being surrendered. You know, I think that like, I think the most magical things in my life have come when I haven't tried to control it. And there's like a lot of magic in my life right now and also a lot of unknown, you know? And so like, I think just the, just the trust that like, if things feel right and I feel aligned, like that's enough and to not try to kind of like overly control or rationalize what's coming to just kind of be really connected to where I am and knowing that it's all going to unfold perfectly. Mm, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in that with you as well yes. right now. So Good. that's very applicable. Also, um, if our listeners want to find you, what is your Instagram? Yeah. Um, so they can connect with you. Of course. So um, I share on Aaron Claire Jones on Instagram and also Human Design Blueprint. Amazing. And we'll make sure we tag that for you guys in the show notes so they can easily find you. I'm always sending your graphics to my friends or tagging yeah. people. <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely. That's why it's so fun when we get to interview people who I'm like, your posts have been in my DMs so many times oh. and now we get to talk. So that's why I love this podcast. And I'm so excited that you got to join us today. And now I feel like the spark has been lit to learn all about it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. I was talking to some of my friends who listen every week and they were so excited about us doing human design because like I said, we touched on it, but it's definitely something that you have to talk more about to really understand. And it's probably like the most helpful tool out there to really understand who you are and who the people around you are. I think. Yes. 